Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Carrie Faith on Purpose show, where we put your health and happiness as our number one priority. I'm your host, Carrie Faith, and I'll be sharing a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to create your masterpiece called Life. I believe that with faith and inspired action, anything and everything is possible. And when you combine it with purpose, there is absolutely no limit to your success. I share my own personal struggles and triumphs while exposing global perspectives about happiness, health, and well-being. We combine talks around spirituality, psychology, and self-development to align your mind, body, and soul. Together, we connect, create, and transform from the inside out. Grab yourself a cup of coffee, tea, or if you're anything like me, a glass of water, or perhaps even some champagne, while we carry faith on purpose together. Hello and welcome to the Carry Faith on Purpose podcast. I am so excited to have a fellow podcaster and friend. He is originally from Montreal, Canada, Adam Kruger. He moved to Los Angeles after completing his Bachelor of Commerce degree from John Molson School of Business at Concordia University. Adam has achieved success in television hosting, most recently, This Is LA show on CBS, and stand-up comedy while also running a live event business of his own space in 2013. He began his spiritual search at age eight. 18 when he discovered meditation and hasn't stopped since. He also completed a 200 comprehensive yoga teacher training and has made it his mission to help others find peace and harmony through meditation and mindfulness and awareness. There is no coincidence that our paths have uh, crossed here on podcasting universe and thank you for joining us adam say Uh, hello to the audience thank you so much for having me it's so nice to be here so i love that you help your whole mission is to help people find peace and harmony that has definitely been my number one goal in life for the past i would say 20 years I found meditation, um, a little backstory. This is all about you, but I want to tell you about my introduction to meditation. I was uh, studying at the University of Colorado, and there was an elective available called meditation. So, of course, I was going to jump on that class. It seems super easy, and I could get credit for it. And I still have the book that I, that was a requirement in the class. It just opened up a whole world to me. And that's really when my journey to wellness began. So how did you find meditation at 18? Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, uh, first of all, I love, I love that story about, you know, just, Hey, it's an easy class in, in, in university, not knowing how much that would shift your life. And I, I think like every, everyone who discovers meditation, you, you go into it with, you know, one preconceived notion and then find out that it completely shifts your entire 
worldview, universe, feeling, abilities in 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 coping with life. It does so much. And so for me, um, well, at the age of fourteen, I started. Uh, Dealing, well, I was afflicted with the, these issues, uh, pain in my stomach. I was being woken up in the middle of the night. Uh, it, I couldn't hold food down. By the time I was 16 years old, I was I was about five foot eight at the time. I grew like another inch, um, which I like to, I, you know, hey, it matters. Um, <laughs> and I I was I was I remember I was at the time five foot eight. I weighed 106 pounds. So I was I was really, really gaunt. Uh, I was not well. And by the age of 17, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, uh, which is an autoimmune condition. And um, thankfully, I was lucky in the sense that of the people with that condition, I fell into a category of about 5% of those people afflicted with it, which meant that um, I would likely never need surgery. Uh, it would always present itself as an ulcer, uh, you know, and, you know, other other little factors, of course, because I still had the actual autoimmune condition. But so I was put on pills and uh, just to deal with the actual uh, you know, it was kind of like a Band-Aid solution, really, because, you know, it was put on pills to stop the pain, but it didn't treat the underlying condition. And so I wasn't able to eat vegetables. I wasn't able, like, at all. Uh, I remember there was one time I was 18. This was right before I, or right as I was discovering meditation, uh, I went out uh, to a friend's house and there were like portobello, portobello mushrooms and and a beautiful salad. And I, I was like, oh, you know what? I'll just eat it. And four hours later, I was in the emergency room because I couldn't digest what I had eaten. And so um, so I had I had been in this place of just like, you know, kind of despair where I wasn't feeling myself. And it's funny because I, I would wish that people could just discover meditation without having to go through a level of despair or bodily illness or whatever, because, you know, you can then start at a place of health and move yourself to a place of absolute peak performance and wellness just by, you know, cultivating a meditation practice. But, you know, in my case, I was in this place where I didn't want to be taking meditation anymore. And I, I found meditation and it, it actually started with a meditation circle that my mom was going to that was led by an intuitive psychic. Uh, and I, and I remember going to this, this thing and, experiencing a guided meditation for the first time where I astrally projected, I was completely out of my body, didn't know, like it was just the most profound experience that I had ever had. And that sort of opened up the door to, that's when I started meditating, uh, you know, twice daily, I started reading books, uh, anything that I could find that would kind of explain what I was, what I had gone through and what I had experienced. And uh, so the first one was actually the Celestine Prophecy, which introduced me to the fact that everything is energy. And actually, um, when I had read that book about a year later, that turned me on to once again being able to eat and digest vegetables. So um, the meditation actually helped me uh, stop taking pills for the condition, which I, I stopped about at, at 20 years old. I just stopped taking pills. And through meditation, I was able to come to the conclusion that well, I knew that stress was exacerbating my condition and, and stress was what was really causing everything to kind of manifest. And I was like, well, what do I stress about? I stress about things that, that I can control and things that I can't control. I'm like, well, the things that I have no control over, I'm not going to worry about those anymore. Those I'm just going to leave up to the universe, I said. And then 
the things that I can control instead of waiting or procrastinating, I'm just going to do something about it right now. And so living like that has allowed me to eliminate a good amount of stress in my life. And through my meditation practice, I've, I've maintained wellness. Um, and I mean, the journey is super, super a lot longer than that, but that's how I found meditation at 18 was basically through necessity. Well, you brought up so many transformational events, I think, in your life. About, But to check in on how you are now with the autoimmune condition, have, how is that? So it's interesting because, um, you know, there have been little things here and there that have, you know, like kind of like little snags. I mean, it's it's one of those things where there's no cure for it known, you know, by science. Um, it's something that supposedly is going to be with me my whole life. And for the most part, I it's I don't like I don't take pills. I don't um, you know, I'm not on, you know, pharmaceuticals or anything like that. And and I've managed it again. My, my meditation practice has never gone away. I became a yoga instructor, certified a 200 hour yoga and Ayurveda uh, teacher uh, back in 2009. And living with Ayurveda, that has really, really helped mitigate a lot more things in my life where um, I'm able to increase my energy levels. So one of the, one of the uh, I don't want to call them side effects, but one of the things that happens with people with autoimmune, as far as I know, and I know that this is especially, not especially, but it, it is um, prevalent in people with Crohn's is, uh, you know, uh, chronic fatigue. So for my whole life, I've kind of always just sort of, you know, you know, people wake up and they're refreshed and they're ready to have their day. I don't really ever feel that way. Um, it's, it's a really interesting thing. Like I, there's just, there's always a level of fatigue that's just kind of like there. And when I, I went vegetarian in 2009 and all of a sudden I was like, oh, wow, I feel great. Like my energy levels spiked. And then when I went vegan in 2016, my energy levels shot up even higher. So do I still deal with uh, you know, a certain level of fatigue. Yeah, but it's kind of like that. I'm sort of used to it. So where some people are able to get up at four o'clock in the morning, work out at five, do a whole day and and be totally fine to go out at night and then just get another six or seven hours of sleep. I can't do that because I'll relapse. I'll have I'll have like an episode um, and I'll also be super, super tired. But what I what I am able to do is still work out five days a week and meditate and uh, go out and do all the things that I that I love to do. I just I just can't push as hard as as other people. And I've I've understood that, you know, I don't need to push as hard as some people. I mean, you know, being a, a top tiered athlete, for example, and that's really more what I'm discussing here is, you know, I know I'm, I, I, five days a week, I do high intensity, uh, high, high, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. High intensity interval training is it's, it was CrossFit, but we disaffiliated. So <laughs> it's a long story, but the point is, you know, that's five days a week for me. And I'm around people who push to the point where they're working out two, three times a day. And that's just not something that my body A, needs and B, is even able to kind of, um, uh, you know, handle. So so I've, I've recognized, I don't want to say limitations because I don't believe that there are. It's just a matter of, well, what are your goals in life? And am I able to achieve my goals? And the answer is an emphatic yes. I mean, my energy levels are good, um, you know, I, I, I think that my level of fitness is higher than it should be given the autoimmune condition that I was, you know, 
I, I don't even want to say cursed with, I'll say blessed with, because it's opened up so many doors for me and in, in, with respect to, you know, going inside and discovering who I really am at my core. Um, and it's funny, I don't even usually talk about this because as far as I'm concerned, I don't have it, but the question came up and so here it is. And so, um, so yeah, so that's, I mean, I, I, I guess the, the, the long-winded answer to, do I still deal with it? Sure. I, I think it's something that, um, I don't want to say that I'll always deal with because I truly believe that anything and everything is possible and I'm always constantly working to heal myself. So, uh, but there are obviously feelings that you have in your body and and you're going to feel tired or you're going to feel whatever it is that you're going to feel. And it's, it's not about glossing over it and pretending like it's not there. I acknowledge it and I go, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to do this anyway. I'm going to meditate and feel good again. I'm going to take that cold shower because I know it's good for the for the circulatory system and 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 it helps, you know, increase the energy levels. And then and then from there, I'm going to just, you know, do my mantra and then move on with my day. Well, the way you found meditation or meditation found you is pretty similar to my path and introduction to meditation. I remember being in that class. I remember the day and. Uh, we had a guest speaker actually come into the class, and she was a licensed uh, therapist, a licensed psychologist, I believe. And it was at that moment where I knew I had to go follow up with this woman that came in. It was like maybe six weeks into the class, but it was her. She, I knew, had to be my guide. Because a few months prior, I really recognized, I told my parents that I was depressed. Mm. Yeah, I didn't know what to do with it because depression wasn't something talked about when I was in college and growing up at the 90s. And I've been pretty open with this on the podcast and my business. And that's my whole mission is related around health and happiness and mental health awareness. But I feel like, meditation was that vessel that allowed me to heal from the inside out and she and once I followed up with this therapist she basically did I would say back then in the 90s like a non-traditional healing for me because it was all about taking me back a guided visualization taking me back to the past and identifying things that, you know, cause pain and that I was living with my whole life. So it definitely, and now I still meditate. It is something that I have to be very uh, religious, I would say, for lack of a better word, with the meditation. But when I do meditate now, my intuition is so high. Like, I feel like I am communicating with people without communicating with them. Mm-hmm. Is this like a benefit to it besides all the health health benefits that people can get and just being like present in the body also being present in the body paying attention to those little things and nuances that are happening to guide us like if your body doesn't feel great to go push and work out don't do it we must listen to our bodies it's a whole like alignment of the mind and the body And I feel like meditation has allowed me to really be present with that. And that's where peace and and wellness and happiness comes from, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's body, mind, soul. I mean, if you, if you, if one of them is out of alignment, you can't, you can't be in alignment, right? 
So what is your definition? If you could define happiness in your own life, because to me, I think happiness, success, wealth is all very subjective. Mm-hmm. What is your definition of happiness right here in your present moment? You just called it my present moment. I mean, here's the thing. Um, as soon as you move away from the present moment, you are unhappy because you're either lamenting something that happened in the past, or maybe you're even reminiscing about it or or whatever it is, but you're no longer dealing with what's actually real and what's actually happening because past and present, uh, sorry, past and future are never experienced. You never experience the past. Even when you remember an event, you're actually remembering your first memory of that event. You're not actually remembering what happened. We're only able to perceive less than 1% of the spectrum of light, right? So everything that we actually perceive going on around us at any given point in time, we're only getting a tiny, tiny, tiny part of the picture. And our brains fill in the rest of the details. And they fill it in based on our biases and, and based on, on our programming up to that point. And based on what we what we want to see happen is what we see. So there's, there's a wonderful quote uh, that I, I love, which is, we see the world as we are, not the way it is. And so when you think about that, it's actually pretty profound because events that happen to us and around us and in in every capacity are simply that, they're events. We place the value judgment on it, whether it's good or bad. And it depends on your perspective and your point of view. And similarly, when you think about the future, the future is literally endless possibilities. Anything and everything is possible. Anything could happen. You know, I, I saw a very funny meme the other day that said, uh, I, you know, I, I'm willing to bet that pretty much everyone got the question wrong in 2015 of where do you see yourself in five years? Because, because nobody could have predicted where we are right now. I mean, sure maybe psychic people have have been able to get a glimpse of certain things and there have been predictions made and so on and so forth. But for the vast majority of people, you know, you're not, you, you don't know what's going to happen. So happiness for me is being truly rooted in the present moment. Happiness is an inside job. You have to choose to be happy. It's not, if you place your happiness on some external thing or whether it's success, whether it's the car, the house, whatever it is, that's something that will that can break down or be taken away or be destroyed or or it can leave you. But if you choose to be happy because, hey, I'm happy. Why? Because I'm happy. Life's great. Things are amazing. I'm a miracle. Are you kidding me? The odds of me sitting here right now is like one in 400 trillion. I'm literally a miracle. Every single human being on this planet is a miracle. We're like... We, we, we shared 98% of our DNA with bananas. I mean, you could have been a banana, but you're not. You're a human being with a consciousness and the ability to create and do amazing things in your life. So for me, happiness is literally about being rooted in this present moment. And when you are in the present moment, you can be nothing but peaceful and happy. That is so amazing what you just said. I actually just got it on video. Part of what you said about happiness <laughs> were somewhat related to bananas. <laughs> I mean, laughter is so important and, and so rooting also. And just staying present. And that's what I believe purpose is really about. It's not, it's about the value we place in the moment, the meaning that we give it, the struggles of our, our, of our past are just an illusion almost. It's the meaning that we're placing on 
that residual memory from the past. And the present is where peace comes from. Mm. I mean, I I was traveling last week um, from San Diego to Oregon. I think I told you that before we were recording. And my son was really, really upset. Like the whole first eight hours of driving, actually the whole entire day, he was crying and crying and crying because we left our family. And he's, I was trying to understand though, and at the same time express empathy and at the same time coach him, which we can't coach our kids, right? About how to be present. And I knew he was stressed out because he was living in the past. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, was sad about all those experiences. And kids don't really understand this about past, present, and future. He's 11. I don't know if I had um, stated that. Mm-hmm. Kids, I didn't understand this. Like, at what point can we really understand presence? I feel like. Is this something that we can teach our kids? Because I think even um, as a lot of parents perhaps are listening, as you're a parent of a a son around Mm -hmm. the same age as mine, like how important is it of meditation, understanding past, present, and future, and teaching our kids how to find peace? I mean, depression and anxiety are at an all-time high. Suicide is the number one killer of our children. It's like, this is something that I really feel like my mission in the future is to help kids with. What is one tip maybe you could give parents to help them, our kids, find peace in the moment? I mean, get them outside. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when when you look at when you look at Ayurveda, and and it's really about living uh, spirit and nature living together. Okay, that's that's essentially you know one of the phrases that was drilled into me while I was studying. And at the end of the day, think about how you feel when you take a nice long walk, uh, either on the beach or in the forest, or you're exploring and you come across a beautiful river, uh, you know, and you see the rocks. And, and if you have your kid with you or your kids with you, what is the first thing they want to do? They want to go throw rocks into the water. They want to they want to go splash around. They want to, you know, go climb a tree. They want to run around and play in the dirt, you know we're meant to be in nature and it's so good for us on a from a from a health perspective but b from a mental health perspective you know we're not meant to be sitting in front of computer screens all day we're not meant to be playing video games all day it's it's not good for us um so the one tip I would have is, yes, get them outside. And that's something that literally everyone can do. It's free to go outside. You can go to a park anywhere. You can find a trail, go for a hike. Obviously, during COVID, I mean, be safe, you know, bring a mask, do what you need to do to make sure that you're covered up properly while you're around other people if you are. But when you're alone and you can get out there into the fresh air and just breathe the fresh air. I don't know if you I'm I'm sure you've experienced this too, but you know, on the days where your kids are indoors all day and you know, for whatever reason, whether it's necessity or just because, yeah, hey, we had a lazy day, you find that they start to go a little crazy, right? They fight a little more. They have anger issues. They they, you know, at bedtime, they're bouncing around, they can't fall asleep, but go take them to the beach for a couple hours, go for a run, or do anything, any activity outside, you know, the kids go to sleep, like, in the snap of a finger, they're literally like, you, you put them down, like, you know, they get into bed, and you're like, hey, can, can you tell me a story? 
And you start the story and they're asleep halfway through it because they're just wiped out from the day because they've had a useful expenditure of their energy. And, and again, it's all about energy. Where do you think the, I mean, look, everything is energy, right? But things vibrate at a higher or lower frequency. And when you're out in nature, you're at the highest frequency. You are amongst the natural order of things. You are, uh, it, it's 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 impossible to describe it, but I I'm sure all of your listeners understand what I'm talking about because if you've ever been, I mean I've never been to the Pacific Northwest, but I can smell it in my head because I I grew up in in Canada, of course, so I've been in the countryside, you know, amongst the evergreens. Granted, we have maple trees too, and I've 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 had. Uh, you know, we, there's something called sugaring off where I don't know if that's something that you've experienced up. Nope. So basically what that it sounds, sounds dirty. It's not, um, <laughs> you know, basically you go and, and, and there are these, you know, maple tree farms and they will get the, you know, basically like the, the maple syrup out of the tree. And what they do is they, they spread it across fresh snow and then they take a popsicle stick and roll it up. And it's, it's basically like a maple popsicle stick, uh, or popsicle, my mouth is watering. I haven't had one in like 30 years. I have no idea how long it's been, but it is the most amazing experience because again, you're out in nature, you get to play in the snow, not the snow that gets rolled into the popsicle, of course, but, and then you get to experience one, literally nature's candy. And it's, and it's, it's one of those things where it's, you know, it's so invigorating. It's so just, I, I can't say enough about getting outside in nature. It's, it's what we're meant to do. It's everything. I mean, that was part of the experience is that I and my son is very highly sensitive being an empath. We felt all the energy and that's why in Oregon, we feel so much more peaceful because we are surrounded by trees, so much accessibility to force and nature. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because I haven't been on a nature walk in a few days. <laughs> I need to take my kids out in nature, but going from California and Southern California, there's, I know you're in Southern California, but for me, I feel so much more at peace. I'm not living there. I love it. <laughs> Amazing beaches. My family is there, but it's so much like energy. It's mm. so much hustle and bustle. And when even when we got to Northern California and the roll, the hills started rolling and there were trees and the amount of cars lessened and there weren't buildings everywhere. Like instantly my heart felt so much lighter. Like I could physically feel the sensations and my body feel more calm and peaceful mm -hmm. because I was closer to nature and I know that a lot of people can't have quick accessibility to nature, but if you can, like you said, go out, even if it's like to get the fresh air or a piece of, or a land of grass. I know that I've learned that um, to get really rooted and connected with nature, it's just going barefoot on dirt. Even that is very grounding. It can really help um, align your energy, your physical and spiritual energies, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's something that, you know, everyone should do at least once a day is get outside in the grass with your bare feet, uh, touch a tree. I know that sounds so weird, but I always find that, you know, and again, this, you know, for some people they are like, what is up with this tree hugging weirdo, but I don't care. Here's the thing at the end of the day, 
if you're feeling a little bit flighty and a little bit weird, go for a walk, find, go, go for a walk somewhere where there's just trees. There's trees planted in cities all over the place. You'll, you'll get weird looks, but it doesn't matter because who cares what people think? Literally just walk up to a tree, put your hand on the tree and just close your eyes because you're, it's literally an energetic exchange. Trees are grounding. And they, they have that ability to kind of ground and center your energy. Uh, if you can do that while barefoot, oh my goodness, you're closing the circuit right there. And, and it's, it's just this, um, this most amazing, just energetic flow that can, that can course through your body. Now, obviously you can cultivate that awareness through meditation. So that's, I mean, just circling back to the whole meditation thing, yes. meditation thing. I, I say that like, it's like nothing, but meditation is literally the cornerstone of my life it's if i don't meditate i don't feel right uh meditating meditating that's a weird way to say it um right. i was i was i i was i was i was between meditation and meditating and so it came out as meditating um but <laughs> meditation is literally practicing awareness it's about being constantly aware of your thoughts feelings and emotions so that you can recalibrate right so if you're in a place where you feel yucky or you feel angry or angsty or anything that's just not coming from a place of love and happiness there's a thought that led you to that feeling and so your body has a way of warning you hey by the way you're creating a future reality that you don't want wake up listen to what you're thinking because you have to change it that's what our emotions are there for. If you've ever listened to, uh, you know, Esther Hicks, Abraham, that's what that's what asking it is given is all about. That's what the law of attraction is all about. What you think about, we, we've already established, and I don't know if we've talked about this extensively here today, but everything is energy and that includes your thoughts and energy attracts of like kind. So when you start to think things, you're going to create more thoughts that are similar to that original thought. And then because those thoughts are multiplying, whatever feeling is associated with that thought is going to multiply as well. And then that feeling is going to lead to an action and you're going to create a reality based on that original initial thought. And so if you're meditating and you're paying attention to your thoughts, you're able to see the thought as it comes in and go, wait a minute, that thought doesn't serve me. Let me choose a different thought. And when you think a thought that creates a good emotion, a good feeling, and what ends up happening is you're going to multiply those good feeling thoughts, which is going to multiply those good feeling feelings, which is then going to change your actions in a different way. And so it, it works in that capacity where you're acting from a more positive place, which brings more positive results. But it also puts that energy into your energetic field. It's a thing. It exists. It's not you know, hooey, mooey, mumbo jumbo stuff. We all have energetic fields. Everything is energy, right? And so if you have positively, a positively charged energetic field, you're going to attract more positively charged energetic fields, which is going to multiply your life in, a, in an amazing way. But if you're on the other side of it, you're going to go in the other direction. And so that's why it all starts with thoughts. And that's why meditation is so important because it helps you monitor and shift those thoughts to a more productive, constructive, and creative place. I just want to share that I know I've done a guided meditation and visualization and breath work with you. And it was probably one of the best experiences I've ever had. Oh, wow. With the sense of, I've done a lot of visualization. I've done a lot of meditation and breath work, but the process that you walked me through in the sense of creating that, those thoughts, those feelings, those emotions, 
which do create our behaviors, actions, which create our results and our reality, right? Mm-hmm. Is is so powerful. So can you tell people exactly what you do right now to help people like foster those positive thoughts and increase their energetic fields? Because this is really what I know like your passion is. I believe your purpose. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but your purpose is what? To find peace and harmony for others, right? And to foster that. But share with the audience, like, what exactly you do right now mm-hmm. so that we can heal more people from the inside out. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you so much for those kind words. I'm, I'm so, so honored that you were, you were uh, affected in that way. And honestly, it's, it, so what I do right now is I work with individuals and groups. And so we currently have, and by we, I mean my wife and I, because we work together, Um, We currently have a corporate meditation for productivity and wellness program that we're offering to companies where we we basically come in over Zoom uh, once a week for 45 minutes. Uh, It's for all the employees to be able to. So meditation has, again, like I said, it increases your energetic field. It it does all sorts of amazing things. But in work, it actually helps increase productivity and because it helps with personal wellness and Mm -hmm. mental wellness and being able to stay present in the moment, which will eventually, not eventually, which ultimately uh, increases productivity in the workplace. And so it's something that's, it's kind of like a double benefit for the company because, you know, the company thrives, but also the people thrive. And that's really more what I'm focused on is, is getting people to thrive. So that's one, one aspect of it. My wife and I also offer a relationship course, uh, for both couples and non-couples. So this is for people who are just looking to improve relationships in their life, but also people who are looking to improve their romantic relationships. And so, so we do that as well. And we, also both individually and collectively together teach uh, mindfulness and meditation through both, um, you know, uh, we do group classes as well. Uh, and we also do private coaching. So it's, it's, um, you know, when I work with private coaching clients, I really, I really take a look at not just, so when, when you do the the coaching with um, like the corporate meditation program, that's straight up. We talk about a couple of concepts and then I lead them through a guided meditation and a visualization. And then that there's their day with private coaching. It's, it's a lot more in depth. It's a lot more, all right, what's going on in your life? What things need to shift? How do we how do we make this happen in a way where you're going to have lasting change? For me, I want to work with people as quickly as I can. And what I mean is, I'm I, when when you come and work with me, I don't want you with me for years and years and years. If you want to be, that's one thing, but ideally I want you in and out the door in a matter of one to three months because I want to be able to shift your focus and shift your daily practice so that you'll come to a place where, oh wow, I am I I have the tools that I need. I don't need to continue on. I know now what I need to do and I can apply it myself. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I'm doing. It's funny because, you know, for the last God knows how many years I've been in entertainment and I still love that and I still do it. And that's not going to change. I love hosting events. I love hosting TV shows. That's amazing. I just think that right now, especially with everything that's going on in the world, this is so important. And since I've been living it for 
God, I mean, close to 25 years at this point, I, I know that I have something to offer for people who can benefit and thrive just the same way I have. I mean, just applying that one method of, not one method, but my daily practice changed my life around in 10 months. I went from one extreme to the other. In, in, in under a year, I completely shifted my life. So I know that I can help other people do the same if they do the work. Again, I can tell you what to do, but if you don't do the work yourself, you're not going to get any results. Well, I know that I've listened to one of your podcast episodes and you do in depth explain how your life shifted in 10 months exponentially, mm -hmm. which is doing these practices. But, and so I don't know which episode that is, but it was great because it shows that this is not just a theory. This actually does work. Um, it makes me think of the quote that I heard actually just today by Tony Robbins, success without fulfillment is ultimate failure. And I'm so happy that you're bringing this work into the workplace because people think that, you know, they're going to be happy once they get the job or once they make the certain income or once they get the car or get the relationship. But really, it comes from peace and fulfillment and just being present and appreciating the moment. And I'm just really honored. I'm really humbled that you're here with me today because this is the gift. And we all must share that gift that we have. Like you said, it's your obligation. You can go and host TV shows and do commercials, but you chose to be here right now with me. And I do not take that lightly. You're going on and you're changing lives. You're changing the world. You're changing the workplace. And if you could give just one piece of advice to the listeners on like a, a tip to do right here, right now, what would it be? Can I give two? It's yes. <laughs> they're related. Um, find meditation. That's number one. Find a way to get silent with yourself and really, really meditate and contemplate and practice that that focus and concentration and and do that. And then the second thing is don't be so hard on yourself. Um, you know, we all tell people when they come to us with issues or problems, hey, you know what? It's okay. Do what you can. You're fine. Don't you know? Don't worry about it. I understand you. I feel you. But yet, when we have problems and we think about it to ourselves our, our self-talk is oh you're so stupid i can't believe i did this ah blah 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 and you 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 really we're we're really our own worst critics and so arguably almost more important but i i would say paramount uh, they're tantamount they're equal to each other um is is don't be so hard on yourself treat people treat yourself the way that you would be understanding with someone you love and care about because you should be someone that you love and care about I 100% agree. Our inner thoughts create our outer reality. And that's the biggest takeaway, I feel like, for myself and for my life. And meditation, when I found it like 20, 25 years ago, allowed me to realize that. And my life completely changed because of meditation. And I know that my life has completely changed since applying my present, my ability to be present in the moment. And thank you for being here. How can my our listeners get in touch with you? 
Ah, well, um, so I have obviously my website, which is uh, theadamkruger.com, which, or actually, if you go to enhanceliving.net, it'll point you right to it. Uh, also, my my podcast, Enhanced Living, uh, which is on all the all the players, as you know. And um, yeah, I mean, those are the, the two best ways. I mean, of course, Facebook is always fun. And we do have a group on Facebook called Enhanced Living. I know you're in it. And it's, um, it's, a, it's a really wonderful place where uh, we like to give as many free resources as possible for people. Uh, you know, my wife, Sharice, hosted a yoga class in there not long ago. Um, you know, so we, we try to, we, we don't try, we, we add value as much as we possibly can for anyone in that group. So it's all about evolving and becoming the best version of yourself, which is right in line with the podcast and, and the movement that we're creating. I agree. So thank you for being here. Enhanced living. We all deserve to live an enhanced life. And like you said several times throughout this recording, anything and everything is possible. And there are guides to assist you on that journey. Thank you for being one of them. Oh, thank you so much, Carrie. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening and investing your time with me because I believe we are all here to learn, grow, and evolve effortlessly into the future. If you enjoyed what was shared today, I encourage you to subscribe, rate, review, and share because together we can do so much more. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Carrie Faith on Purpose to find out more opportunities to uncover your deepest why.